today on Learn Me Something. The real Santa Claus. Versus. The Star Wars Holiday Special. How much money do you think people who make Yule Logs make? You know the the uh, the fake fireplace that you can like watch on your TV? Oh, yeah. Do you think they, <laughs> those m- make any money for people? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think... If they put, like, advertising in the middle, like, every couple minutes it cut to an advertisement. <laughs> but that would kind of defeat that the purpose. defeats the purpose, yeah. Because I was thinking, I should just do one of those. <gasps> put it up on YouTube, just film a fire, <laughs> and have, have an ad at the beginning, and then good to go. Just slowly raking in money every, every uh, year. Christmas season. <laughs> yeah, that was my big idea of the day. That's not bad. I kind of want to make some spoof <laughs> ones. That are kind of like it, but just bad. Like, maybe I make all the crackling noises myself. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Or it's just your hand with a lighter in front of the camera. <laughs> like, r- repeating a 10-second loop. <laughs> yeah, a loop. <laughs> if this podcast doesn't... You log YouTube channel. Yeah, if this podcast doesn't take off, we've got our, our fallback career idea. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, we've got lots of backup options. Um... <laughs> This is Learn Me Something, the podcast, the competitive teaching podcast where we each teach each other about a topic, mm-hmm. and then we have the listeners uh, choose who wins and loses each episode. So uh, the loser has to do a punishment, and I was the loser for last week. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the punishment, not last week, I always say that, last episode, uh, I had to... Only, I couldn't use the keyboard on my phone. I had to only use voice to text, <laughs> and uh, which I think is awesome. I, I, <laughs> at first, I thought maybe I'll maybe this will like save time and I'll switch to it from now on. It's it's just not. Sometimes if it's like a long thing and you don't have, want to have to type out the whole thing, it's good. But most of the time, it's just really annoying, <laughs> especially. Especially in, if you're in a room with other people, which I was for the whole week. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, so I was in—I wasn't on my phone a lot, but I was in Belize the week of, and so there's just something that's not very fun about saying all your text <laughs> messages <laughs> sitting next to somebody on the couch because they're just out of context and and just kind of. People look at they look at me weird, but it is what it is. <sighs> this is another funny punishment that didn't really matter a ton, but it's just kind of mildly frustrating. And those are my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I did forget a few times. So when I would when I would find myself typing, then I would delete the whole thing and then <laughs> uh, voice it over again. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, yeah, it's nothing. It wasn't horrible, like you said, but just kind of <laughs> annoying. You felt punished? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except I did type in things that I that I couldn't get to work on voice to text, like names or and stuff like that where uh-huh. it just wouldn't work or like like addresses or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So I hope that's okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. Oh, I guess if it if it's not too bad. <laughs> okay, so uh so this 
this uh, episode is going to be Christmas themed. Yeah, it's a big episode. Yeah, I know we're kind of cutting it close to Christmas uh, by the time this comes out, but hopefully it's still listenable after Christmas if you don't get to it. I think quickly, it will so. be. I I personally yeah. am bringing some heat today with my okay. topic, so you'll <laughs> love it heat around. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I'm pretty excited about mine too. Good. Oh, this is this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, so if you haven't listened before, um, we usually play a quick game or something. Do something dumb to decide which person gets to go first. And today we are playing Christmas themed hangman. So Josiah has picked a word. I'm gonna try to guess it. If I can, then I get to choose who goes first. And if I can't, then he does. Yeah. So you're drawing the hangman. How many uh, body parts are you gonna draw? You got the, the head. I'm gonna do the head, <laughs> the head two the arms. Torso. Oh yeah. Two legs and a torso. <laughs> I forgot so about that's, the torso. Uh, six. <laughs> yes, six. One head, one torso, two legs, two arms. You know what? Let's let's give you two eyes and a smile too. Or make it a frown. Okay. That makes more sense. Because it's Christmas, yeah. Right. And we're yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> okay. this is a really gruesome game. Okay, so the word I got is actually two words. First word is three letters. Second word is four letters. All right. I am going to go the classic route and pick E for my first letter. I'm going to buy a vowel. Okay. Uh, third letter of the first word. Uh, T. Uh, no T. Oh, our man's got a head. Uh, okay, I'm going to go another vowel. I'm going to pick A. There is an A, the second letter of the second word. Yes. Okay, we're on track. And it's a Christmas-themed phrase. All right, let's say H. Is there an H? Yes, there's an H. Uh, the first letter of the second word. Yes, okay. Uh, is there an R? Yes, wow. Oh, uh, I'm, Third letter of the second word. I'm getting there. Yeah, if we haven't cut this out so far for the listener, it's blank, blank, E, and then H-A-R blank. So uh, if you know it at home, you can scream at Caleb. P? Is it harp? No, no P. That I've never heard of a Christmas harp. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say hark, but that doesn't make sense. I'm going to say K anyway. No K. Okay, it's not hark. <laughs> Maybe it's hark spelled wrong. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't get past hark. You're stuck on that. <laughs> I don't even know what hark means. And it's not harp. Are you sure it's not harp? I'm sure it's not harp. Wait. D. No, I'm just kidding. It's not harp. Yes, there are two Ds. One <laughs> first letter of the first word and last letter of the second <laughs> word. <laughs> okay, did you figure it out? I did. It's the word die hard. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Good Christmas theme. Hangman. That was an embarrassment. I feel like I didn't win that. I got the phrase right, but I, that was an embarrassment. No, you got it. You can you can edit out whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I think I'll go first. Okay. So we chose a Christmas theme a while ago to do for this episode, and I thought to myself, what kind of thing is Josiah going to do? 
And I just had this hunch that he was going to do some, like, obscure story or, like, strange <laughs> thing that no one's ever heard of. So I decided, for the sake of entertainment, to go the exact opposite direction and just talk about something that everybody knows. So, I present to you today the true story of Santa Claus from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> okay. And... I'm not going to lie, I'm actually really into this story. Like, it's kind of interesting, and there's some twists in there. Yeah. Um, so, without further ado, here is the true story of Santa Claus, um, the abridged version, of course. Okay, okay, right. I know okay. that. Do you know much about St. Nicholas? Um, a guy who gave gifts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're not far. Is, is, is he Greek? So turns out, St. Nicholas was a real person. We know that. Uh, but he's kind of a mystery. Like, he's kind of gone down in legend. People have told a bunch of stories. Oh. But other than the general facts of his life, we don't really know a ton about him. Uh, what we d- I'll like tell you what we do know, and then I'll tell you what some of the stories are, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, so he was born somewhere around 280 AD. So this is what, like a... 1800-ish years ago, 1700. And he was born in Patara, which is around modern-day Turkey. Then he moved to a village called Myra, and he became a bishop. And so this guy's a monk, right? So he starts as a monk, Oh, which is kind of interesting. And then he becomes the bishop of the village Myra. And from there... That's pretty much all that we know about him for sure, which is weird that one of like the most famous folky people came from someone we know so little about anyway. Uh, So here's kind of the story um, is that he gave away wealth to help the poor and sick. So he was kind of a wealthy guy, gave away all his wealth and then followed the mission of Jesus as a saint Nicholas (laughs) Nicholas <laughs> to go around and help the sick, help the poor, all of that. Um, so, some of the rumors that were told, that, or the legends about him, was that he saved a bunch of sailors from a huge storm one time. Um, another story is that he donated a bunch of money to a dad to stop the dad from having to sell his daughters to, like, slavery and prostitution. So all of the stories are kind of like that. Like, they just revolve around him being awesome and helping people out. So he's, like, a mix between Aquaman and Robin Hood. (laughs) That is exactly right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, Uh, and now I'm picturing that. I'm picturing Jason Momoa (laughs) as St. Nicholas, and the story just gets better. Oh, I actually, sorry, real quick. Uh-huh. There's a a movie coming out, or maybe it already came out. It's um, Mel Gibson is Santa Claus. <laughs> this is like an R-rated movie, and somebody hires a hitman to go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> is this real? Like, this isn't a joke? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, well, no, I think it is a joke. But the actual movie um, is but, coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just pick. I was just thinking, <laughs> a young, uh, <laughs> a movie, 
a Santa Claus uh, <laughs> origin story with Jason Momoa as Santa Claus, that'd be pretty cool. It would be cool. Or Mel Gibson. I'd accept okay. either option as Santa Claus. <laughs> um, so to the listeners of this podcast, as you're kind of picturing this story, take your pick. If you want a Jason Momoa-looking St. Nicholas, that's fine. Or go a different route with Mel Gibson, that's okay too. Um, choose your own adventure. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> So that's all we know about him. Um, we know that he is like the protect. He becomes known as like the protector of sailors and children, and like the watcher over people. Those kind of tales where that's the kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. And then he dies, and we don't know exactly when he dies, but we're pretty sure he died on December sixth of some year. I don't know why we know the exact date, but not the year. <laughs> but uh yeah but there's there you have that's it what they say and uh okay yeah so that's all we know about him and uh, but the stories are out there right and people start telling the stories and then they start celebrating him so they every december 6th now uh people around the area are celebrating at what's called the Feast of St. Nick? Oh, no, sorry. The Feast of St. Nicholas is what they called it. Uh, and it's just this big feast celebration. And it becomes kind of a tradition to make like big purchases or get married because it was considered a lucky time. Uh, and uh, so they, they're celebrating every year on December 6th. And so that's the very first intro into what Santa Claus has to do with the Christmas time is they would celebrate him okay. in December at his death, the okay. anniversary of his death. Okay. So the stories keep going around. They spread more legends are attached to his name. Eventually he becomes one of the most popular saints in Christianity all around Europe, which brings us to the Netherlands. And this is where things start to take shape. So, they hear about him up there. They think, this guy is awesome. We should talk about him. So, in classic Dutch style, they reword his name to Sinterklaas, S-I-N-T-E-R-K-L-A-A-S, Sinterklaas. Uh, And that's the Dutch writing. So, we're getting closer to Santa Claus. Okay. And uh, here's something that I found very interesting. They merged the story of St. Nicholas over time and the telling of his story merged with uh, what's known there as the Teutonic folktales. And the Teutonic folktales were these it, part of that culture of storytelling um, kind of mythology. And it had everything to do with like elves and sky chariots. And uh, so they're telling oh. those stories because that's part of their culture. And then Saint, they hear about St. Nicholas. They start telling his story. And then all of a sudden, Sinterklaas and elves and sky chariots are starting to merge together in their stories. Okay. Mm. So to him, or to, uh, to the Dutch, he becomes a tall bearded man in these like luxurious red robes. And... Because he's a bishop, he has this like really tall bishop, like wizard hat. So that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, and then in their in their story, Sinterklaas rode 
a donkey, um, and he would ride in. And so they started this tradition where the kids would fill their shoes with straw before they went to bed, before the big December 6th celebration. And in the morning, the straw would be gone and the shoes would be filled with presents. So we're inching closer to modern tradition of Santa. Um, okay. Obviously, the donkey would have to move pretty fast to eat all of that straw. It de- definitely wasn't the parents doing it. It was the donkey. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so that brings those are... Wait, so the parents, the parents didn't eat the straw? Or they did eat the straw? <laughs> My guess is they probably didn't personally eat it. But they were in charge of removing the straw and putting the presents in. Oh. Which, if you're listening to this... That'd be kind of a fun little eat the straw, yeah. put the presents I mean, in there, pretend to be a donkey. Maybe they maybe they donkeyed around and got that, but I, I would assume they just like tossed the straw off to the side of the road or something. <laughs> I hope they ate it. <laughs> All right, so let us... Now travel to the United States of America, where we make everything substantially weirder for anything always. <laughs> so and commercialized, <laughs> right? Literally. So Dutch uh, immigration kind of kickstarts to the U.S. We're in the late 18th century, so early times before really America was even established, or the United States was even established as its own country. Um, and it was like 1770s, 1780s. Uh, so a lot of Dutch people came over, and they would do this celebration every year on December 6th. And uh, so there were a bunch of Dutch, and they were in New York, or I think it was New Amsterdam at the time, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Anyway, they would do this celebration, and a newspaper... Uh, in the late 18th century, decided to cover the festivities one time. So it wrote a report saying, hey, here's what's going on. And all of a sudden, Sinterklaas is gaining popularity in America. Um, And it continued to gain popularity, specifically in New York, until 1809, when a man named Washington Irving popularized it. He wrote a book, a satirical book, called The History of New York, and he decided that he would make Sinterklaas the patron saint of New York. And uh, mm. so that book kind of went big, and that popularized Santa even more, which the one thing I couldn't find is how it went from Sinterklaas to Santa Claus. The best explanation that I could find in my research was that just like adapting to our accents that's what it natu- yeah. that's kind of what yeah. it changed to so we're going to just easier yeah so yeah. at some point in all of this it melded from santa claus to santa claus so i'm going to okay. <laughs> i'm going to officially refer to him as santa claus now okay so santa claus is now the patron saint of new york well specifically saint, saint nicholas um but uh there are still some inconsistent stories. Like, he didn't really... Santa Claus wasn't on brand yet, if that makes sense. So, <laughs> yeah, people had varying views of what he looked like. Some thought he looked like Jason Momoa. Others thought that he mm-hmm. looked like 
quote, a rascal with a big blue hat and yellow stockings. And then other people <laughs> described him with a broad-brimmed hat and something called Flemish trunk hose. Uh, okay. Uh, you can picture whatever you'd like, but I don't know most of those words. I, yeah, I don't... I'm not picturing anything. <laughs> okay. So this is... Well, <laughs> I just like calling him a rascal or describing uh, him as a Santa rascal. Santa Claus, you he rascal. Looks like a rascal. <laughs> He looks like a rascal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. And call him a little rascal, too. That makes it clearer in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, he kind of didn't really have a specific look until... or I mean, he didn't really have a consistent story until in 1822, which was about 10, 15-ish years later, a guy named Clement Clark Moore who was friends with Washington Irving. It was getting close to Christmas, and he thought, you know, I just want to write a poem for my daughters that would kind of bring the Christmas spirit alive for them. So he decided to write a poem officially titled An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas but is now more popularly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. And what's interesting Uh. is that this poem, I didn't realize, was like the foundation of who Santa is. I thought it was a poem about Santa, but it really kind of created Santa as he is today. So all of the popular lore that we use for Santa Claus today came from this poem mm-hmm. with the exception of Rudolph but everything like he rewrote things to make more sense for his family so the shoes that the Dutch said or that the Dutch used he changed that into stockings to make it make more sense and then oh. he changed sky chariot into sleigh because sleigh by horse was a much like a common way of travel at the time. Right. But then he changed right. horses to reindeer because he wanted to keep the mystery of Santa Claus and like the encha- enchantment of Santa Claus alive. So he just, you mm. know, picked reindeer. And uh, yeah. So he was the one who decided that he flew around and dropped Christmases down the chimney into the stockings. And so everything that we know about current Santa Claus pretty much comes from this one poem. And what's interesting is he was asked to publish it, and he said, no way. This was just a fun story for my daughters. I don't want it published because he didn't want to draw attention away from Jesus on Christmas because he was the person who officially attached Mm. Santa Claus to Christmas. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering: is how does that? How did those two merge? Yeah. So he decided. Is it just because it happened to be like the same time, like both in December? Yeah, and I think there was a grad. I think it kind of gradually merged a little bit. But he was the first one who kind of said Santa caused Christmas. Like he chose Christmas <laughs> Eve as when Santa struck. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So he was the one who said, "All right, you guys." Santa Claus is now Mr. Christmas himself. Mm. Uh, 
But we still didn't have a look for him. And in 1863, so this is 40 years later, a guy named Thomas Nast decided to finally give Santa a look. Uh, so he was 21 years old, and they paid him. Don't ask me who they is. I don't know. Someone paid him <laughs> to draw a picture of Santa bringing gifts to troops in the Civil War. Uh, and so he decided, this is really interesting to me. He decided since it was going to troops, he wanted to make it more patriotic. And he was a propaganda draw, drawer, drawist, artist. That was his, that was his <laughs> career was making propaganda. Um, okay. So he looked at a picture, that picture of Uncle Sam, that was all patriotic, you know. Uh huh. And he's, he's like pointing at you. Yeah. And he said, "Oh yeah, we're using that as inspiration for Santa Claus." And that's when Santa Claus became uh, pretty much Captain America. So he was like, he had a spangly outfit. <laughs> they, he really introduced a lot of red into it, and there were stripes and everything. So that's what Santa uh-huh. looked like. Um, walking through the years a little bit more to where we finally get modern Santa in the 1920s when Coca-Cola decided that they wanted to use him to sell more Coke products. So they turned Santa red and then made him stopping and drinking Nuh-uh. a Coke. Yep. And they also made him... So Coke also made him significantly less creepy because all of the pictures you'll okay. see pre-Coke, Santa's kind of like a total creeper guy. Like he, he looks like okay. he would show up in a horror movie somewhere. <laughs> so Coke kind of made him more they, friendly. So they made it like... Yeah, they made it less weird to come into strangers' houses and leave stuff. Exactly. And they just made him look like a... They made him jolly. They, Coca-Cola introduced oh, okay. the Holly Jolly into Santa's branding. And uh, Wow. Yeah. And then the one last thing, and the full Santa Claus lore is established, is in 1939 when Robert L. May, who worked for a department store in Montgomery, uh, decided that he wanted his department store to make more money. So he wrote a poem about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and he uh, sold 2.5 million copies of that poem. And then five years later, or five or six years later, they kind of republished it, and it sold another 3.5 million copies. So Robert L. May became a very successful man based off of Rudolph. Wow. Uh, oh, and I forgot to say, um, Twas the Night Before Christmas ended up being anonymously posted to a newspaper. Nobody knows, because he, the guy who wrote it, Clement, said, no way I'm releasing mm-hmm. it. It's just a fun thing for my daughters. But... Somehow, mm-hmm. it was anonymously given to the editors, and they put it in the paper. And the th- common theory is that his wife thought it was too good not to share, so she secretly took it and said, hey, put this out there. And that is the reason that we have the Santa Claus 
that we do. Wow. So there you go. So he really, a lot of what we know about Santa is because of uh, commercialization. Yep. Like like because of the, the department store and Coke. Uh-huh. Wow. They literally created his brand to sell more of their products. And now that's what we use today. <laughs> That's so crazy that they're like a marketing strategy can become such a big piece of folklore, uh-huh. like worldwide. Yeah, to the point where parents will let their kids believe that he's real, like that much of folklore, yeah. just from, you know, trying to make more money. Yeah, and they did such a good job that you don't even know that he is a marketing yep. <laughs> tool. I mean, I mean, it's... I mean, what, how we know him today, but wow, I didn't realize he changed so much. Yeah. What's over what I thought was the coolest about this topic is that that's, that's the amount of change that happened over like 1700 years from a monk Mm -hmm. to a saint, to like a legend, to folklore mixed with dutch folklore to Mm -hmm. just like commercials basically and now he's just this one of the most famous names in the world yeah yeah and just yeah i guess the whole the whole thing about making him jolly too Uh uh-huh is is all marketing too because he's drinking coke and that makes him jolly (laughs) and uh yeah, That's yeah, and so I, interesting. you can go and look at some earlier pictures of Santa. He just looks like, you know, in TV shows or movies when they discover, like, a recluse who's been, like, surviving on his own in the wilderness for 20 yeah, yeah. years? He just kind of looks like yep. that. Just like a rough man who's... Long, long fingernails yeah. and greasy long hair. <laughs> yeah, came straight from the coal mines or something yeah um coal Hmm. side note that i forgot to mention coal also came from the dutch stories as well okay okay and that got merged into and then that yeah santa claus yep sinterklaas and then uh wow how how cool would it be to be a person that just like drastically creates a huge thing on accident like, like this Clementine <laughs> guy who's just like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna write a fun poem. Kind of attaches Saint Nicholas to Christmas, and it'll be fun for my kids. And uh-huh. like, what would he say today if if he like walked out around Christmas time and was like, "What have I done?" I would be like <laughs> horrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's also kind of. A little bit mind blowing to me that you can sell you would sell a poem. Like I mean I mean it's like a story. Yeah. Like the the ones that I've seen have like detailed illustrations and everything, but different times. (laughs) Different times. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. Okay. Santa is a product of Coke. Yeah. I mean not true not truly, but anyway, there you go. There is the official story of Santa. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. I had no idea. This is like life changing. (laughs) 
<laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any. That, yeah, it's interesting. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Also, if you're uh, listening yeah. to this podcast and you believe in Santa, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, sp- spoiler alert. Oh, shoot. Yeah, we should have said. I got to give the disclaimer. Maybe I'll throw some like alert okay. sound effects. <laughs> warning, warning, <laughs> warning. <laughs> Christmas magic <laughs> about to be spoiled. Okay. Well, uh, speaking of spoiler alerts, I for my topic today, mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about a a piece of historical film that I believe is one of the worst pieces of media to ever have been produced. <laughs> um, I, okay, this is a moment of truth. I really hope you've never heard of this. Have you ever heard of the Star Wars holiday special? No. Yes! There is <laughs> okay. one? Wait, actually, hold okay. on. I think I saw it. I have Disney Plus, and I think I saw it and was like, what's that? Uh-uh. And then didn't think about it. No. No, no, no. I'll get into that. You you probably saw the Lego one. Oh, maybe. Okay, so this is a, a very different than what you talked about, which is it's always good. Have a little variety. Oh, wait. Sorry. Pause. Uh, it was the Lego one. I just looked at Disney+. Plus. It doesn't show yeah. Legos in the main picture, but when I push on it, mm-hmm. definitely Legos. Okay, that's all. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it... It the Star Wars Holiday Special came out in 1978, one year after uh, A New Hope, which is the first Star Wars movie ever. Uh huh. Um, and it was between they they came out with it because they wanted something to kind of they wanted Star Wars to stay in people's minds and not have people kind of still stay excited about Star Wars and looking forward to new movies coming out. Sure. So. It was a variety show that premiered on TV, and it was two hours long of <laughs> of just horrible, horrible TV. So uh, I'll, I'll go through it a little bit and talk about why it's so bad. But uh, basically, they, they decided to do a variety show because that was pretty big at the time. Uh-huh. It was kind pretty much on the the uh a downhill slope by that time but they were popular but becoming less and less popular so if you don't know what a variety show is it's exactly what it sounds like a show with musical acts or just all sorts of different types of <laughs> random little performances here and there please tell me star so, wars had this <laughs> Yes. It, <laughs> oh, you'll be so you'll be so happy. I'm watching this tonight and sad. <laughs> okay, so um, the the special features three songs, a circ a circus act like Cirque du Soleil type act, horrible horrible jokes, a cartoon, an instructional video, a cooking show. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> the whole idea. Of the of the special is um, it's centered around Chewbacca's family. Their names are Mal, Mala, Itchy, and Lumpy. <laughs> so Mala, <laughs> Mala is his wife, 
Itchy is Chewie's dad, and then Lumpy is his son. <laughs> Him and Mala's son. It takes place mostly on their home in Kashyyyk. And uh, <laughs> one reason why it's so horrible is the entire story is... The storyline is Chewbacca's family is waiting for Chewie to get home for Life Day. Mm. And this is like George Lucas's idea for this, the basic story structure. He had held on to this idea of focusing on, he really liked Wookiees and just keeping this idea about Chewie and his family alive. This is like where he decided to put that idea. And uh, so Life Day is basically another creation of George Lucas's where it's similar to Christmas, but it's in mid-November. And so the the Lego uh, holiday special that just came out, I haven't watched it, but same same holiday. Mm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so the whole thing takes place. They're waiting for <laughs> Chewie and Han Solo to come back. And the whole, all the main cast from Star Wars is in it. So you have no way. Mark Hamill. Mark, Mark Hamill's in it. Carrie Fisher as uh, Princess Leia's in it. <laughs> Harrison Ford as Han Solo's in it. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO is in it. The guy who plays uh, Chewbacca is in it. Can I just, um, real fast... Yeah. I know this probably is very una- inaccurate, but in my head, I'm <laughs> just picturing that cast doing, like, White Winter, but Chewbacca <laughs> is in it with, like, his fan. So it's like a mix between a Charmin commercial, White Winter, and Star Wars, just all in one. <laughs> That's what's in my head. <laughs> And they're just, like, singing stuff. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll walk you through it real quick. So at the very beginning, I'm going to have you look this up. So just Google. You can find it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, just Google Star Wars Holiday Special and skip to, like, three and a half minutes and just listen to that. And then when you're editing, put that here, too. Okay. And just listen to, like, 30 seconds of that. Star Wars Holiday Special. Protection to serve people. I'm very offended by this. <laughs> so it it starts out with literally five minutes of just gargling Wookiees with no <laughs> subtitles. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> literally, <laughs> literally just like a guy in a monkey costume running around going. <laughs> It's, it's actually a, a lady. A lady plays the kid, Lumpy. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah. He's slightly horrifying to look at, <laughs> the dad and the kid. That brought tears um, to my so eyes. It, <laughs> it moves on from there to do a circus act. And like I said, you can watch this whole thing on YouTube. Oh, um, man. And then Luke shows up with a lot of makeup on, because apparently he was in a bad car wreck. 
oh. uh, right before this, between be- between the filming of the first two movies. <laughs> that explains why <laughs> I'm still reading these comments. That explains why someone else commented said, "Why in the world did they cast Ellen DeGeneres as Luke Skywalker?" <laughs> 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 yeah, he's got a lot of mascara. This is too on. good. <laughs> um, Leia's on it, and then there's a a cooking show where uh, Mala is following along, making Bantha stew. Uh, oh, oh, and there's probably the worst part of the <laughs> special by far is this. So it's so creepy. It's like a virtual reality. <laughs> Uh, set and this really weird sensual lady is like saying just super creepy <laughs> stuff and and if you watch it what they <laughs> what you're thinking is basically what it is like they they wanted wanted it to be how it turned out <laughs> i have no idea why but it's horrible i don't know why there's not more of this oh th- there's a music video uh, Jefferson Starship plays. There's an Imperial soldier that watch watches this whole, like literally, a uh, an entire music video, <laughs> and uh, and then all all these uh, these different acts are kind of weaving somehow in this basic bare bones plot of they're waiting for Chewie, so they're just <laughs> hanging out at home. And uh, the Empire's looking for Chewie, so that kind of makes things a little bit spicy. But <laughs> there is actually probably the most notable thing from this whole special is the cartoon, which I actually enjoyed. It is the first introduction of Boba Fett uh-huh. into the Star Wars universe. So that's the first time that you ever see him. And this is technically not like canon, and George Lucas has like disowned this whole thing. <laughs> um, but it's kind of interesting. And and actually, the gun that Boba Fett has in this cartoon is the one that he uses in the man that uh, the Mandalorian uses oh, in the current show. That's cool. Which is kind of interesting. A fun little nod Just to a that little tidbit there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the fun <laughs> the funny thing is. Uh, the cartoon is lumpy just watching it on his own while the stormtroopers are there. <laughs> he just decides to go watch a cartoon. And it's of like the whole gang, like Han Solo and Luke and Leia. And, and Chewie's in it too. So he's literally watching a cartoon <laughs> of his dad just on some like side adventure, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Oh, man, this is too good. Uh. Yeah, there's an instructional video. I don't know if I said that. That is the most boring thing by far. Mm. It, it is. It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, there's a musical number at the cantina on Tatooine where <laughs> it's required viewing. As the story goes, it's required viewing for all Imperial troops. They have to watch this. Uh, bar scene at the cantina where this uh, B. Arthur, who is one of the Golden Girls, um, who would eventually be one of the Golden Girls, uh-huh. she sings this song like <laughs> kicking everyone out of the bar, like <laughs> last drink, get out of the bar. <laughs> it's it's 
it's mind-boggling how this was made. I still don't understand it, even after doing all this research. <laughs> so eventually, eventually Han and Chewie make it back home. Han jukes out a stormtrooper and makes him fall off the balcony to his death. It's like it's like he just jukes him out and breaks his ankles, and then he just falls <laughs> over the. It's <laughs> it's the worst uh, fight scene of all time. Uh, I did scroll to where Luke is, and he is incredibly makeuped. Yes, yes, he is. He looks very off. And then the uh, the last scene of the movie is where they finally celebrate Life Day. They have a <laughs> they have these orbs, these glowing orbs that they hold together as a family of Wookies. Then they put put on these red w- robes, walk through this portal. And end up at this tree with a bunch of other Wookiees. Princess Leia sings a song, of course, and it's all and it's all happy. And a couple things mm. about that last scene: they were all wearing robes because they didn't have enough money to get full costumes for all the Wookiees, so they just got like uh, boots and gloves and uh, <laughs> masks, <laughs> and uh, so they could save money. And uh, Carrie, Fisher, F- F- Carrie Fisher said the only way that she would be in the holiday special was if she could have a singing part because she was trying to become a singer. Mm. And she sings this song that's set to the Star Wars theme, <laughs> which implies that the Star Wars theme is in the universe. And it's a Life Day song. Huh. But we just hear the instrumental version. <laughs> So it's basically like a Christmas song in Star Wars that they. <laughs> That's really It's funny. just a big, big mess. <laughs> uh, I just made it to the part where they're all wearing the robes, and it just looks like a bunch of Wookies with like snuggies on. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. For some reason, that's part of the the uh, tradition of Life Day. Yeah. So that's basically. I would not, I mean, I kind of recommend watching it just so you can <laughs> see it, but I also don't recommend watching it because it's so horrible. But maybe you can just skip through it and see everything you need to see. I'm more just entertained um, by the comments. Here's another one that says, this is when Harrison Ford realized that Han Solo needed to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Han so- Harrison Ford in this movie just is not into it. he's not having a good time Uh, i love that okay so why is it so bad so they only aired it once and that was when it was shown on tv Uh and it hasn't been released or aired ever since so everything that you see now is somebody recorded (laughs) live and then just man has kept it or copied it that's so funny and uh yeah and it had potential uh, because it was only supposed to be an hour long, but so many advertisers were interested in it that it had to be stretched out to two hours. Um, so that's why it's so slow and lots of just <laughs> wookie <laughs> <laughs> noises. Just too, too much, too that's much. That's so funny. And it had no story. There was actually another script that was found that had a much more exciting and engaging story 
that involved like more space travel and more Star Warsy things <laughs> and uh, an adventure and rescue, but it didn't provide enough space for all the different segments that they wanted to do. So they just kept it at Chewie's home, basically I, the whole thing. I really, really, really wish that this kind of stuff would happen today. Like, for, <laughs> what was it called? Variety shows? Yeah, yeah. If they did one for, like, Avengers, just, like, some singing <laughs> scenes, I just think it would make everything better everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they still do them, kind of, but... Yeah, not for stuff like this. And that's another reason why it's so horrible is it's just a brand catastrophe putting uh-huh. Star Wars and a variety show together. But Star Wars was so new, they hadn't really created their brand yet. And yeah. they were still kind of figuring out what Star Wars was going to be. And uh, yeah, they weren't very dialed in yet. But looking back, it's easy to see uh, how much of a mistake it would it was to to make it? Wow! Can you imagine? I feel like it would be very possible for this to have killed the whole franchise. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, at the very end, jo- George Lucas was involved at the beginning with the basic outline of the story, and then uh-huh. apparently he was sent dailies of like the stuff they had filmed. But he wasn't, he didn't direct or anything. He was Mm. busy working on the next movie. And uh, right before it aired, he asked if he, if they would take his name out of the credits completely. (gasps) So his name's, his name's not even in the credits. (laughs) He he was so ashamed. And uh, there's one quote that (laughs) is not true, but it's, it was rumored for a while that he said, if I have, if I had enough time and a sledgehammer, I would find every copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special and smash it. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't actually say that, but it's pretty obvious that that's what he felt. The spirit is alive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the stars are all in it because they weren't very big names at the time. Uh And like I said, Star Star Wars was just starting, and uh, Luke did it only for George Lucas and they they didn't have like enough credit yet or enough of a career to be able to turn that, it down. Yeah, yeah. Um that's really but yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that it was made and has all the main characters introduces a new character that is in is still being used today. Uh-huh. And uh I don't know. It's it's just really funny and just to see how they Star Wars had a great start and then a horrible decline real quick but then they got it right back on track. Yeah. And some people say that's because George Lucas wasn't involved that that's why it's so bad and that he learned from that to have more control to keep control of mm. Star Wars to keep it from to keep it on brand. He was so. able to kind of say, hey, this thing wasn't me. This next one will actually be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good topic. That's So funny. I, yeah, I, uh, 
I, w- I wouldn't say I recommend watching it, but at least just YouTube it just and just skip through it. Yeah, and, I, uh, uh, I probably will funny. spend some time this evening with this <laughs> experience. If you can watch the whole thing in one sitting, I'm going to be impressed. I can without, tell. Without like, pausing or anything. Yeah, I can tell just by looking at it that I can't. It's very bad. <laughs> yeah, and you're not even listen not even listening to uh, it. Are yeah, you? just visually. Oh, I see the weird VR lady. Yeah, creepy, huh? Everything like slowly fades in and out. <laughs> mhm. Oh, they really is... take their time with everything. This is rich. Man. So yeah. That is George Lucas's worst mistake and uh, learning experience. I love it. You know, it was it was actually so bad that the director, the original director, quit within a few days of working on it. <laughs> so they had to find somebody oh, else. Oh man, could you imagine the director that would take their place? Like you must be struggling as a director to be like, yeah, I yeah. mean. George Lucas I'll wants his it. name off it, and your director already quit. Put me in. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> this is my type of work right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. funny. But they've done a really good job of hiding it, haven't they? Yeah, I had never heard of it. Yeah. I heard about it a few years ago. Somebody told me about it. Um, but... Yeah, they they did a good job of keeping it like erasing it from the public memory. I mean, it's a lot of people still have copies of it and yeah, but well, and it's on YouTube now, so that's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> How many views does it have? Does that one have? This one is over 2 million. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For this one copy of it. Mhm. That is hilarious. Nothing says Christmas spirit yeah. like the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like Die Hard. All, it's almost as good as Die Hard. I, yeah, I'd agree. You know, what, you know, I would say Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> and if you don't agree with me, that's okay. Mm. We can disagree. Yeah. It's Christmas. Okay, uh, I think that's all I have. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, this has yeah, been a fun <laughs> episode. I like themed episodes. I think they're exciting. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for the punishment this week, we we were talking about it since we're doing a kind of Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. We decided that we are going to do a Christmas truce. Yes. For this episode, maybe play some in soccer. the spirit of unity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we're going to go into the no man's land, play some soccer, mm-hmm. enjoy Christmas, and... Uh, I'll show you a picture of my kids and hand you a cigar. We can hang out for a while. Oh, uh, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, look it up. Question. This is not something we discussed before recording, but it's always more fun to do it live. Should we still have people vote for the winner just to know, or should it just be a truce through and through? Mm, it would feel, I feel like 
it would feel off if we had people vote because there would still be a loser. <laughs> Even if there wasn't a punishment? Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, so no voting. Just enjoy this episode and uh, leave us a review. Yeah, okay. Instead instead of voting, mm-hmm. leave a review. Yeah, that would be that's super helpful. And I know a lot of people have... And uh, it's always fun to read new reviews. Yes. And uh, it's encouraging to know that people listen. (laughs) More than just your (laughs) mom and my mom. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, my mom does. She texts me about every episode. I love it. Okay. Oh, here, let me read a review real quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've read this. This is from Joe King. Uh, it's t- this review says my huga. Mm. Oh, that's nice. If you want to know what true relaxation and crucial mind blowing knowledge feels like at the same time, you'll listen to this. <laughs> I, li- I like how he says crucial, crucial mind blowing knowledge. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tried to shoot for crucial knowledge, but I appreciate the review. Thanks, Joe. That is uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Also, a few quick. Uh, updates. Um, there have been two more additions to the Thousand Push-Up Club. Yes. Um, one of them is me. So outside of me, <laughs> nice. there's been one new addition to the Thousand Push-Up <laughs> Club. <laughs> and it's not very fun, That's awesome. I'll say. But... Yeah. Yeah, how'd you feel? It was, it was rough. It was more manageable than I expected it to be, but I still... Like didn't didn't really enjoy it. My arms were hurting. Yeah. What was your strategy? So I did. I tried to just be consistent. So I kind of just did the math, and then tried to do that many yeah. every day. And I then I would spread yeah. it out throughout the day. So I'd do like a certain amount every hour. Yeah. 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 But do you do you feel stronger? I think so. I think I feel stronger. Yeah. I can yeah, do more push ups. So that's fun. That's good. Um, if you want a super cool, awesome e-certificate welcoming you into the <laughs> Learn Me Something 1,000 Push-Up Club, all you have to do is do the push-ups and then message us that they're done, and we will uh, send that over. You know, it's more than an e-certificate, though. It's a, uh, it's a group. It's a community. It is. Of, of like-minded individuals who have pushed themselves up for <laughs> up together mm, and oh, yeah, uh, that's right we're we're always uh accepting and welcoming of new applicants yes so it it really and the the uh, e-certificate just cherry on top cherry on top and with that i guess we wish you guys all a happy holidays and a happy new year and And a happy life day. And a happy life day, yes. And uh, I hope you get a visit from Sinterklaas. And uh, we will see you guys in the fresh first episode of 2021. Ooh, that's exciting. See you next year. Yep. Cut that. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Take my name out of the credits, please. (laughs) Oh, please. Not again. All right. Play us out, Larry. (laughs) 